It's about drive, it's about power. We stay hungry, we devour. Put in the work, put in the hours, and take what's ours. Welcome to the Action Takers Podcast. I am your co-host, Nate. We got JC here with us as always. JC, how is it going? It's uh man, it's uh I'm back in California under some some unfortunate circumstances. It was uh we're uh we're doing this podcast a little later than normal, um, because I, I had some family issues that um it made me fly back out. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good, man. It's, uh, it's, it's good to be back in California. I was gone for, you know, a couple of weeks, three weeks. And, uh, now we're, now we're here and, uh, you and I are going to fucking meet up here in a, like in a few days and do maybe a, maybe like a, a real in-person podcast. I'm excited about it. I brought two microphones. So it's, uh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing as bad as I was doing yesterday. I'm doing really good today. But the, the important question is I, I listen to these podcasts back when I edit them, and I never ask you, "How are you doing, Nate? What what's going on with you?" Man, I am doing great. Uh, just freaking busy. Uh, you know, the weather's beautiful. Uh, it, it's just nice. It's summertime. I'm 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 the happiest during summertime. I, long days, sun's out. You get off of work, and you know it's still still sunny out. Uh, just great. I'm just great. Excited to be doing the podcast. Excited to do a actual our first in person podcast. That that'll be something that'll be exciting. Um, and yeah, no, I'm just doing great. I'm ready to get into our podcast. So what's uh what's on the agenda tonight? Because it's uh I'm not gonna lie, I did not come prepared. I I usually bring the heat, and today I. I thought I had some heat, and it just—it's just not there. It's not clicking for me. Oh, it's all right, man. I, I mean, we—the I, I, topic, I, first topic I think we got to talk about is that it just because it's been all over social media, and you just can't get away from it. Is this uh, submersible uh, submarine, I, well, whatever they want to call it, that you know these people died? You know, they were going to look at the Titanic. You know, it's been all over social media. Uh, I just feel like we had to touch on it because it's just it's out there, and I was you know kind of briefing you, and you said you didn't know much about it. But so basically, uh, the gist of it: uh, these five people got into this um, uh, you know privately owned, uh, we'll call it a submarine. Um, and so I was watching videos. I mean, this thing is literally. First of all, you have to sit in it, right? So there's and there's barely enough space for five people to sit. There they. I was watching a video. There were two guys and and one that was pretty much identical, and they already look squished. Uh, you, you know, they have um, the small window. It's about twenty inches in the front. Is is all the window that there is to see out of? So the person driving it or controlling it is you know that's where they sat. And then you had the four people kind of behind them. They had some TV screens in there. It was controlled with pretty much an Xbox controller is, is the big thing that like literally it was a Logitech. They're talking about like this, I don't know, $50 controller that's controlling the submarine. That's going thousands of feet uh, or actually more than that, probably, I guess miles down right into this, into the ocean to go look at the Titanic. Um, Just like a computer controller is is what it was being controlled with, Um, you know, and, and, um, but so what happened and I guess now that the reports are coming out. So basically about four hours into it, they're 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 thinking that this thing imploded, um, like the front window messed up, and it pretty much because basically four hours into it, they lost communication with the main boat or whatever you know whatever dropped them in there, and then you know now they're kind of the reports are saying at that time that's when there, there was an implosion, 
Um, so the people died within four hours, but supposedly there was enough oxygen to last them for like three days or four days. So that's why they were doing this, uh, looking for them to hope that they can find it. Um, but so, so, so the thing is, you know, these people paid $250,000 to go on this trip to go look at it, you know, so there's, there were, I guess, two billionaires and then obviously the, I mean, some other rich, two other rich people. And then like the, the CEO or the cat, you know, who owned it. So the five people um, that were on it. So basically, people paid $250,000 and they got four hours into it and then they died. So um, I don't know, man. What are, your, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, paying this money to do an experience, obviously, that you can't just do, right? It's kind of the same thing with the, the SpaceX type stuff, right? You got to have be uber rich to, to pay this money to go do this risky thing, right? It's private. Um, uh, and, you know, it's, it's I mean, it's sad people died but you know what 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 are your thoughts on that well it nate when i first saw because i i mean i glimpsed at it i was i was sitting in a waiting room earlier today and i pulled up my phones and i like click on google trends and it's this article about some submarine and it's you know whatever and i watched like a short clip of this guy explaining that you know the damn thing is ran by like he said a fucking like playstation 2 controller and it's using Bluetooth to link up to drive this thing. And immediately I thought, immediately, I'm like, I can't get my Apple AirPods to properly connect to my phone through Bluetooth. Why the fuck were you relying on technology that literally is not very, <laughs> not very reliant? And then I thought about it, I'm like, you know, maybe maybe if they used a wired controller, I'd pro I would pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars to go under the ocean to go look at the Titanic. Are you kidding? It's an incredible experience. They'd make an incredible YouTube video. I mean, where do I sign up for this thing? Because you know what, Nate, I guarantee you that next expedition, it's going to be on a discount. Okay, I could probably get it for like twenty grand. Okay, twenty twenty five grand. I, I feel like I can get like a, you know, a ninety percent discount. You know, Father's Day special. Um, you know, 4th of July sale for this, you know, this expedition. I think it's really cool. And I think it's in, you know, it's, it's a risk that you take, but what a hell of a way to go. I mean, what, I mean, your, your kids at your funeral are going to be like, yeah, these crazy bastards got into a fucking coffin and then swam in the ocean and drowned to death looking at the Titanic. It's almost, it's almost, it, it kind of, it, it's, you know, it's a circle of life. You know, how many people in the Titanic died? Well, now they're, now they're joining them. Well, the, the thing is, though, I think they're saying they didn't even get to it because four hours, it, like, it, I want to say it, it was something like at least eight hours to get down, right? Because you, you can't just go straight down. You got to go slowly. So at four hours in, they weren't even close to it. <laughs> um, because well, in that, in that so case, I didn't because the pressure. I didn't know that. Yeah. That That's yeah. a horrible way to go. If I see the Titanic and then I die, worth it. No, yeah. Not, so not get, for it. No, not four hours into it. Plus, yeah, so four hours into it. Yeah. I'm just so. You said they barely fit in this thing. Where do they poop? Yeah, so they they had, uh, yeah. So it showed like you know they they would have had like the the hospital things. You know, I don't even know what they're called that you can pee in. You know, like, like a that. Gatorade bottle. Um, okay. Yeah, whatever whatever that is, and and that I have no idea. I, I I'm assuming the trip was only supposed to last a day, right? So maybe hey, empty out your 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 body. Now we're, you know, you know, eight hours down, you look at it for a couple hours and you go back up for it. I don't know. Like I'm assuming because it literally, I mean, it, it, it would probably, and I'm just, you know, it's literally just imagine the space look like uh, maybe a king size bed, you know, like as far as length that literally had, 
the guys that you you were like you would just be sitting on the you'd have to sit on the ground like cr- crisscross your legs and there's like no room like you're almost your head's hitting that the thing it's like they look cramped like there were just two guys in it and it looked cramped i was like i couldn't and even at just four hours i'm like i i couldn't you know do that like i don't know how these how how you could do that um yeah i mean yeah you, food you, obviously they have to have some food in there obviously water or something like i it, it just i could not see how that would be comfortable at all it i mean i mean in my opinion if i'm paying two hundred fifty thousand dollars, okay and i'm spending the night in the ocean i bet one the thing better drive faster than fucking whatever speed they're going because i want to get down there faster okay and two i gotta have a bathroom i mean 250 grand that's a very nice hotel room okay hell that's a nice house in the south i mean shit you could buy a really cool double wide on 40 acres you know with a pond i just i there's something missing here it's uh why i mean i say i would do it and then now thinking about it like there's not a lot it's not i mean i've seen the movie titanic I could probably just watch that and just, you know, pretend I was, you know, in a, in a, you know, in a little floating bubble coffin. <laughs> you know, that, that's been a lot of the questions. Cause I mean, obviously there's documentaries. They, I think I, I'm assuming that they've sent like unmanned, you know, submarine things to go and go through it that someone somewhere else is driving and all this stuff. And, you know, I mean, there's plenty of, there's video, there's photos. I mean, obviously we've sent things down there. So, I guess it is the experience, but at the same time, you're right. I mean, for that amount of money, like there's plenty of videos, you know, on that, you know, if you're going to spend that money. Uh, my thing is too, like if you spend that money, you think they would be able to have a little bit bigger, you know, a little bit more room, a little bit something, uh, a little bit. I mean, you got billionaires. These guys probably have, you know, mega yachts and all this stuff. And you think that they like, hey, can we get something just a little bigger, a little more spacious, a little more durable? Obviously, I mean, I don't know how many times this thing was tested. Uh, I, I saw a video from the guy in front of it in nineteen, in, uh, excuse me, two thousand eighteen. So the thing was at least five years old. Um, but they, they're thinking that was the same one that went down. But it's just, it, it's it's a sad thing. But it's just an interesting thing too. Um, you know, obviously we talk about business stuff, and this is a guy that hey, he, his business was to take people on. Uh, an adventure, right? I mean, he he made a million dollars right there, you know, selling the the four seats, um, and you know, it, it obviously didn't work out. But my gosh, you know, it's just one of those things that we talk about. Like, there's a business idea for for just about anything. I mean, you know, there's there's someone willing to pay for experiences, and you know, there's so many experiences out there. Um, it just kind of can go into that whole idea of just freaking different types of business ideas. And there's always someone out there willing to pay for something. Nate, I, I can promise you the business is going to fail if people are just dying. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, million bucks. I mean, I, I just, I feel like we need a few more guarantees, a few more test runs, you know, maybe, maybe I don't go the discount route. Maybe I'm not the, you know, the Guinea pig here, but, I will say that like that, I mean, that alone, that experience alone would be probably life changing. And I know, I think we've talked about this before, but have you seen that, um, the hot air balloon that like rises up, you know, not millions of miles, but like hundreds of miles above, like, or near like the, uh, 
the Earth's, uh, you can see like the curvature of the Earth that like takes you all the way up into like space for a couple hours and then it like brings you back down. Have you seen that thing? I have not. Yeah, it, dude, it's again another experience. Apparently, um, the astronauts that have gone into space say it's absolutely life changing in the sense of like you get to see how small you actually are on this massive rock that's floating the in the uh, you know in the solar system, and these this balloon company pretty much took this idea of taking people up into space, and you get to you know you get a little first class seat. Okay, it's a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, to see the curvature of the Earth, it takes about twelve hours. You know, uh, like three to get up, three, you know, to hang out, and then like six to you know uh, get back down. But they've got a restroom. They've got. I've looked into it. I've you know they've got a, you know they've got meals to be you know served to you. I think I'd be more into that, also because no one has died yet. I mean, yeah, that sounds like a, a heck of an experience. Now, is it? Is, I'm assuming, well, yeah, they're enclosed in some sort of. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, not in a space thing. suit. They're, yeah. you know, they're they're in like a little bubble. You know? Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's an experience too. I mean, that, that, I mean, how these are uh, both, you know, going up and going down. I mean, they're you're talking about um, pushing the limits of technology and and in the private, you know, in the private sector, because obviously going to space has been, you know, government NASA type thing. Uh, and same thing, even exploring the waters. I mean, most of the time, it there is private. I, I think there's more private stuff in that than there is in in going, um, you know, going up and and going to the atmosphere. But it's uh, it's just, I guess, in the grand scheme of it, it's cool what we can push limits to in technology in the for the private sector because a lot of that stuff has always been limited to being, you know, government type stuff, right? Submarines, the Navy. You know, military, you know, like a lot of this stuff though now is becoming um, private and you're able to do this and, and, and not have to be selected of the few and training and doing all this stuff. You can like literally just say, hey, I'm going to go do this. Well, I think I think at a point in time, if you're a, I mean, if you're a billionaire and say you've got a couple billion, I'm sure you've done all the experiences because at $250,000, you can rent an incredible yacht, like a... 180 meter, you know, Titanic looking fucking boat for like a week for like 250 grand. And I, I would think, you know, when you're, you know, when your paycheck says billion on it, I would assume you've pushed the limits, especially with not, maybe just maybe in business or maybe in just life. I would think these experiences are probably just like, it's like, oh, what are you doing on Friday? Oh, we're going to see the Titanic. Oh, the movie? No, 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 no. We're, we're going to get in a submarine and we're going to go see it. Dude, that I mean, that's a flex. Okay, I don't, I don't want to say big dick energy, but that's big dick energy. Okay, you know, Grant Cardone's on a fucking yacht. These people are in a submarine looking for the Titanic. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, Grant, you're kind of a pussy now. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a billionaire, like you gotta kind of push the limits. Like, I mean, you think about it, like the people who climb Everest. You know what I mean? Like, hundreds of people have died. Like, you just you just climb up there, bad storm, die, and you know what I mean? And it's like, what? you know, why do people do this? And I think, I think you need that level of crazy to like kind of be successful in life. You know what I mean? Like you got to kind of step out of the, out of the normal, you know? And, and I think most people are like, Oh my God, these guys are idiots. But I kind of see the crazy. Like I kind of, I kind of want to be those, one of those people who, who fucking takes a step out of normal 
And, you know, what, what are you going to do Friday? I'm going to go sit on my ass uh, in a, uh, you know, metal coffin. And uh, hopefully the thing doesn't implode. And uh, we all die, you know, because, fuck, four hours underneath the ocean? I'm assuming instant death. Yeah, oh, the, the numbers on it, they were saying that if it, like, the water, like, it would, it was, it, it was, it's just one of those things that it would happen so quickly. They were talking about because of the pressure and everything, like, it, it they, they're, because someone was, oh, my gosh, must have been painful, so death. And they were saying, no, if it really, the pressure and everything, it would have been quick. Like, that water would have been in there. Like, everything that would have happened was, you're talking, like, milliseconds. So, um, but, but on that, it, it's, it's pushing our limits, getting uncomfortable growth, right? I mean, these are people, you know, I, I don't know how they have made their money, but you know, you're talking about billionaires and, and maybe super millionaires, the other two, but people that have gotten uncomfortable, right. To, to make this amount of money, uh, assuming, you know, they're, they own businesses or however they did it at, at some point, you know, that's what it is. You know, that the, these people are risk takers. That's what they're doing. I mean, and, and like you're talking about, wh why are people climbing Mount Everest to push their limits to to do these amazing things? You know, why did you want to run uh, a freaking ultra marathon, right? To push your limits. I mean, that, that's I mean, right there, you're pushing your body to the to the extremes uh, for injury and and stuff to to just to say, hey, we're, I'm going to do this. And I think it's just one of those things of of where the average person is going to be like, oh my gosh, that's dumb, or like what? But you know, for people that are living and, and wanting to be above average, it, it makes sense. You know, you, you are, you do something that's uncomfortable. You're seeking those experiences. You're seeking those things that no one else can pretty much say. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, that's what it's about, right? I mean, enjoying life and being like, man, I, I'm doing something once in a lifetime experience that 99.9999% of the world wouldn't have been able to do is say, I went down and was within, hundred feet or whatever it would have been of the Titanic. Right. So it, it's, it's those things. And it, it doesn't make sense of people wanting to push the limits and get uncomfortable and grow. And, and I mean, it's just, it's, it's a sad thing, but it, it, it does make sense. You know why they would want to go do it. Well, it just, I, I mean, I look at, I look at life in general and I think, you know, me being back in California as, as quick the turnaround was, you know, I, like today I was hit with, you know, questions about like, Dude, why why are you running that far? Like why like why? What please explain it to me. And it was something that was almost unexplainable. And for most people that probably doesn't make any sense. But I think there's a level of risk that you've got to take to succeed. And I think a lot of people, most people aren't willing to take that little bit of risk, willing to put their neck out there, willing to go against the grain. And I think they'd be shocked on what their outcome of life would be if they just did things a little different. You know what I mean? And took a little more risk, took a little more more chances, spoke up when maybe, you know, maybe when it's, you know, you know, it's it's better to just shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like I, I was thinking about it and I'm like, these people like are all over the fucking news. And but I think about it and I'm like, fuck, like I when I really think about it. It, in order to be hyper successful, in order to be a billionaire, you've got to do some shit that's super uncomfortable. You got to be able to put yourself in places that are just, it just doesn't make any sense to most of the people in your life. And I mean, to, to bring it full circle, 
I hate to say it, Nate, but I'm striving to be those types of people. I want to put myself in situations where people go, you're fucking nuts. You're crazy. Like what? And I, and I just, I mean, for me, like I, for at least one of my goals for this year, and I think I've done a pretty good, pretty good job of, of being successful at it is doing things that people just say are crazy. You know, Hey, I'm going to run hundred miles. Well, I didn't run hundred miles, but I ran 40 miles and push my body to a limit where I, I now kind of know where that red line is. And it's like, you know, I, I ran, I ran on Tuesday four miles, of course, blew my knee up again. And I fucking, <laughs> it's all swollen and fucked up and I can't walk now, but you need to, you need to kind of push yourself there and you need to keep visiting that, that uncomfortable place because I think that uncomfortableness, that risk taking, especially when you don't have a lot, especially when you're still, when you're starting out, it's the time to do it because I think, you know, I think a billionaire saying, Hey, what's, what's the riskiest thing I could do? Well, you could get in a metal tube and go see the Titanic, or you could just sit on your ass and do the, you know, the, you know, the boring shit in your life. Cause I mean, honestly, like if I'm going out, if I'm, if I'm going to be successful in life, what's the opposition? Not get, not see the unsexy thing is them is this. They, instead of getting in that metal tube, going to see something really fucking cool, they get in their metal tube in their private jet and they fucking crash. Like, I promise you, the Titanic thing, way cooler than crashing in your private jet. If you crash your private jet, you're a dickhead, okay? You're a rich, pompous asshole. But going to see the Titanic, that's kind of sexy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to... Uh, it's okay. One of my books, you know, they were talking, to, talking about outliers and talking about plane crashes that, that happened and so but uh side note but yeah but i mean it's it's definitely i mean it's a heck of a way to go out hey this is what i was going to do this is what they were doing right um there is a purpose of what you know they're, they're going to do something you know once once again like, i i just see the same thing like people are hey we're going to go they're trying to go into space privately or going the, the edge of the atmosphere whatever it is you know it, it's just one of those things that yeah i mean it's that it's stuff can happen but it's it's you're doing it for uh you know if something did happen and you say hey man i was doing this thing i was pretty badass <laughs> I, i'm just saying i guarantee you if you're a religious person god's god's greeting you at the gates and going dude you guys are badasses like i i wasn't even willing to do that and you guys are fucking crazy like come on in like we're gonna party we're gonna celebrate it just i don't know man it's just I look at my life and I look at, you know, the things that are going on and I, I sometimes get to a point where it's like, fuck, I'm just cruising, you know, I'm not taking a lot of risk in life. I'm not, I'm not stepping out of that uncomfortable, you know, I'm not stepping out into that, into that world where, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that people are thinking and it's just like, no, they're not, they don't give a shit. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you can just, if you can just like, take a little risk. Now I'm not saying get in a metal tube and go see the Titanic. I'm saying like maybe post something on Instagram, maybe post, you know, uh, or maybe, maybe ask for a raise or maybe, you know, go look for a job that might pay you a little bit more, or maybe, you know, you're in debt and you, you, you've run into a situation, maybe call that debtor up and say, Hey, like you need to get me on a payment plan at 0%, you know, or something like, I think there's a lesson in there. And I think there's a, a, a way of life that you and I talk a lot about, that's pretty remarkable when you get out into that open space where there's not a lot of people, you know, climbing that mountain and the rest of the people are in the, you know, in the village below underneath the volcano going, 
it's way too dangerous to climb that mountain. That that volcano might explode, and then all of a sudden everyone's dead because they just fucking stood there and watched the volcano explode. It just I don't know. I think there's a piece in there that you know we can take from, and you know maybe when it gets a little safer, a little more commercialized, I, I might go see the Titanic. That'd be pretty badass. Oh, of course. I mean, it, it definitely. I mean, it, I I'm just I'm into history and all that stuff. So to me, it, most definitely. I you know obviously I think I forget it's eroding away and all that stuff. But I mean you know so I don't know how much time there really is to. To, to still go see it and before we, the technology is, uh, you know, there for us to comfortably go see it because I'm, I'm one for uh, no, I, I, being squished and, and all freaking in a ball just to go down there and see it does not sound that fun. But you know what? I can promise you this. I guarantee you, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, you could probably visit him for 250 grand. I'm sure he'd show up, you know, <laughs> you know, spend a little coffee time with Leo, you know. Hey, when you were drawing that girl, was she really that hot? Or was it because I was eight years old and that was the first boobs I've ever saw? You know, what? what is it, huh? What are we What are we doing here? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, that's... <laughs> oh. That was like the greatest... That was like my favorite movie for like five years because I was so young. I, it was like the... You know, everyone's like, oh, there's boobs in it. And I'm like, there's boobs in it? Oh. What, what, why does it have to be at fucking minute, you know, 120? Why couldn't it be in like minute five? It, it made me sit through a three hour movie. Oh my God. Do you think that really happened? I mean, or they just put that in there because, you know, they just got to, they had to find a way, you know, to put, put boobs in it. No, you, dude, you got to keep people hooked. And I guarantee if you uh, say, hey, we're, we're, we're throwing nipples out there at hour two, there's uh, half the population sticking around for at least, at least hour two. And hour two was great. Hour two was amazing. I stuck around for the, you know, Leo's, you know, floating around in the ocean. You know, I just wanted to know from the chick, the naked chick that he met, like, could you guys have shared the door? Like, why are you, why are you only on the door? Like, why, why did he have to die? I just, you know, I'm, I'm still a little confused. I have a lot of questions about the movie Titanic, you know, and the accuracy level. I'm not really, you know, but also, dude, I was thinking about it. Um, I was like, the Titanic, like... There's got to be like I think there's some like real conspiracy theories when it comes to the actual Titanic. Um, I was watching again. I this I, I know nothing about the story, but I for some reason, you know the the TikTok feed is is pumping me you know full of uh, you know knowledge about the Titanic, and I heard this story and conspiracy story, and, and maybe you can have a little more details on it. But apparently, they built this boat with the intention of putting all the wealthiest people on it to cross the Atlantic for this big feat, you know, this humongous boat, unsinkable, whatever. But then like guys like JP Morgan got off, uh, you know, uh, is it, uh, JD Rockefeller or, uh, who's, I can't remember his name. Um, but all these like super influential people in the United States all got off the boat and then they fucking sunk it on purpose. Like that was the conspiracy. And then apparently there was a second ship, that was named something else that was exactly the same. And they had an insurance on claim on one of them and not the other. And then one of them, you know, because that one sank, they got paid out and the other one got paid for. So I don't know. I just, I don't know. Can you, can you confirm any of these conspiracy theories? I have never heard that. Uh, that's, that's interesting. Um, yeah, no, I, I never heard that before. Uh, so I, I cannot comment uh, about that, you know, but it, it's definitely interesting. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of, I just I feel like I've heard different similar stories, right, uh, of different things, um, 
and, and actually, I think one of uh, was a President Trump or like that he that his I think it was him him or someone that basically there there was a, a helicopter ride. I think it was Trump. I think it was like there was a helicopter ride and they were going from Florida to New York. Or anyway, he happened just to get off. I forget why he he didn't go on this plane and then or the helicopter uh, and then it ended up crashing. And like you know, just but different, basically similar things though, right? Like people just for whatever reason they didn't make the flight, they didn't do this, and then just right, and then there an accident happened, and it's just crazy, you know, that it, it's just little things change, you know, can change the course of history, right? Of like, hey, if this person would have been on there, you know, who knows? Dude, it's just you know, it's the butterfly effect. It uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that like um. So what? Let, let me ask you this. I think it has a lot to do with like your gut instinct, and I think I think super wealthy people pay attention to their gut instinct quite a bit. What do you, What do you think about that? If you have a bad feeling about you know something going on in your life, do you do you listen to your gut or do you do you just kind of shake it off and 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 just kind of go with it? Oh no, I think you do. I mean, from our past life, I mean that's right. It's all about your gut feelings, right? I mean there. You, we would be put in so many different situations that you had to rely on your instincts sometimes because you just, you just, you don't know. Right. I mean, you're totally stuff going on and you just, you got to go with your instincts. So yeah, I think if, if you uh, your body knows, uh, I don't want to get into like, uh, Je- <laughs> star Wars and, and, uh, Jedi types, but like your body knows, right? Like whether it's, you want to call it like, vibrations or 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 whatever in the universe i think your body does know and things happen and like definitely our brain and or however you want to call it it's it's more powerful than we think right like there's things about it that intuition or whatever that um usually it does it tells us and it usually is right um with those with those things if we just know something's off and and usually you want to act on it and not just be and not ignore it it's uh I so my my framework behind that is whenever I like I have a challenging decision, I usually try and like gather as much information as possible. I try and get educated to like the highest level. And then I reach out to people who have made similar decisions and I usually give them the story or give them the the details of the deal or maybe you know the experience or whatever we're chasing. And then once I analyze everything, I usually take about 12 to 18 hours and I just fucking sit there and think about it and I try like and again this is weird but like my gut has told me like this is a bad deal this is a bad deal don't fucking do it even though like the fact like even though like the facts and the people I've listened to are like dude you got you got to do this like it makes total sense but then I've also been in the other seat where it's like the you know the education makes sense but then the people I talk to fucking say like dude, this is a horrible deal. Like, do not buy this house. Do not buy this property. Do not, do not buy a storage facility in the middle of fucking nowhere because no one, it's clearly empty for a reason. And then I'm like, yeah, I have a good feeling about this. So I'm going to go with it. And dude, like 99% of the time, my gut is fucking a hundred percent on point. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, I, I guess we can kind of segue into another thing that I had, we were touching on earlier about you know buying 
I joined this Facebook group because it just sounds interesting. We talked about this, you know, buying and buying businesses and stuff. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, right. It, you kind of do your research, try and find out what's going on with these things. And, um, but this, so I joined this group and it, it's just interesting. These people that are looking to buy businesses or sell businesses and it, and, you know, so right, you're getting all this research. These people are telling the information and all this stuff. And I just, I just find it funny, comical that some of the comments of that people are making and, and the fact, even this, right. I mean, you're trying to buy real estate, so it's a little bit different. Um, you know, it, it's not, but you know, I, I, same thing the storage facility is a business and, um, it, it's, and, and even owning real estate is a business cause you got to rent it out and, and do all that stuff. But, um, it's just funny and the the people that have these inputs on and and use the business words and hey i'm just looking to buy this and i need this 25 percent you know roi and, and i want to spend this much money and, and send me this and that and it, it is just uh it's just funny that the stuff that's out there and, and because you know people everyone's looking for passive income right they're looking not to work and they just want to buy these businesses and and the people that are looking to buy, you know, they're posting, I'm not trying to buy this, trying to buy that. I'm like, why don't you just start it yourself? Right? Like, why do, why do people want to buy? And I get it. They want to buy something and, and they, and this person posted the, Oh, I want to buy something and then want the owner to stay working for five years. And I was just thinking, I'm like, if someone wanted to sell their business, why would they want to stay on and work for you? Make less money. Like all this, I was just, it was just, I don't know. It was boggling my mind. Um, that you know the the people out there and it and it's goes to a, a thing i guess of people that really just and if they have the money obviously they've already put in the work so i guess if they have money to buy businesses but it's just funny that people that literally just uh don't want to do anything with these like it's, i'm just like you can start all these yourself and these are all like cash flow businesses you know you're talking about pressure washing or uh, auto detailing or uh landscape like it, everything they were looking to buy i'm like this is stuff that you you easily can start yourself you know with very little capital it's not like i get it you gotta go hire people do all the stuff and, and you're maybe looking to have something that's established but in the sense that if you're buying these cash flow businesses if typically if things change like that most people right like you have your landscaper and all of a sudden he's like oh, i sold my business you're like oh well now you're not doing it and more than likely you'd be like okay well i'll look for someone else right so to me, it just it never makes sense to buy something that is more cash flow is reliant typically on the owner itself, right? Especially auto detailing, like usually it's one person you're the, you're the one doing it. So if if you you know what I mean, like they're not it's it's just interesting to buy something that cash flows that most people rely on the person doing it. That's why they you know get the business from them. Well. Because I, I've I've gone down this rabbit hole. I've analyzed a lot of service businesses. I've I've analyzed a lot of small businesses. And you're right. Sometimes with very very little capital, you can start these businesses. But I think when you're in a position and you're going after businesses that do make cash flow, that you can come in and and essentially just flip a switch and the thing keeps running. I think a lot I think there's a very small percentage of businesses that are that meet those requirements. Because I think a lot of these businesses, especially in the smaller sector, especially in the when the when we're talking about ROI and fucking EBITDA and all these fucking uh, really cool business terms, you know, when it comes down to the actual 
you know, that, that magic word, passive income. If you want passive income, I guarantee you it's not in a fucking service business. You are going to have some type of role. You might not be cutting the lawn, but I guarantee you, you have your finger, your, your, your thumb on some pulse of that business. I can promise you that because most service businesses, for example, like a pressure washing businesses, they're not based on a subscription. There is no, there is no, you know, monthly income. You, you have to essentially stay on top of marketing. You have to stay on top of the sales force. You've got to stay on top of the actual quality product that you're putting out there. You got to pay attention to the, you know, your CRM and your fucking numbers and your spreadsheets and all this bullshit going on. And you're right, Nate. It is very easy to start, but I can promise you the service businesses that I have started, they're incredibly challenging to to get up off the ground and, and immediately start making money. Because I think when you buy a business that is already intact, that is producing cash flow, that you can step into and start managing, become the CEO, become become the person who keeps the driving force. Those types of businesses where you, you do step into that place, you're essentially skipping that that kind of that that period in between you know, super excited to start the business. You start the business, you get your family and friends to sign you up as customers, you know, you sign them up as customers. And then it gets to like the real fucking work where you've got to take some risks. You got to go out there and market. You got to go and knock on doors. You got to do some mailers. You got to do, you know, you got to find business. And I think when you, when those systems and processes are already in place, it's got to be the right business. Now you can't buy Joe Blow's freaking, you know, uh, you know, weed whacking business and Joe Blow is the only guy weed whacking. That's probably not a business that you want to go buy because you could easily start that business and you essentially, unless, unless they have a humongous customer base, unless they have some type of database that you can rely on to essentially, you know, use the cash flow that it's producing, using the momentum that's that's been gained, using the marketing that's already been put in place to essentially you know, make that deal make sense. Cause I've analyzed deals where it's like, I've got, you know, you know, I've got, you know, Joe Blow's lawn care company, you know, it's selling for a hundred thousand dollars and you look at it and you go, Joe Blow's freaking cutting the lawn. I'm essentially, all I'm doing is buying a job. Okay. I, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Now, if you've got a business where there's systems and processes in place, if you've got a CEO that's already running the business and the owner itself just wants to fucking retire, wants to get away from the headache, get away from the weekly meetings, get away from the, you know, the liability and, the, and their kids don't want to fuck the, the, the kids don't want this business. The CEO is probably going to move on. Yeah. You could probably step into that business because there's a lot of those businesses, the baby boomers of that generation are at retirement age and they're just letting, you know, 10% of them own a business. And majority of those businesses just literally disappear. And if you got a really, like if you have a plumbing, a plumbing company or an HVAC company or a lawn service company that's making one, two, $3 million a year, and you do have those systems and processes in place, I would gladly look at your fucking business. Those are the businesses that you want to buy. But, you know, the guy with a pressure washer in the back of a trailer, you know, who's got some marketing materials and who's got a sign and a website, you could probably outperform him and you don't really need to pay fucking three or four times X of, you know, the, the yearly revenue for that particular business. All you're doing is buying a bunch of used equipment. Um, you're not really buying any, you know, any real upside besides it's kind of already established. 
Yeah, and so I mean, yeah, there's, uh, and I think even that though, sometimes too, use equipment. But if, like you're saying, if, if there is even, hey, this lawn care business, even if the owner is still maybe still hands on, but hey, there's ten employees, you got four trucks, you got, you know, I, I guess the the hassle of getting to that point does could make sense, right? You, you know, where hey, the yeah, I'm just gonna have to find a, a manager to take the owner spot, and I'm, you know, or. That who is involved in the business daily and then I can just be a little bit more hands off as far as not actually cutting the lawn, but Hey, I already got all the equipment. I got the stuff started. Um, you know, or, or if it's a business even that needs multiple, um, you know, uh, permits and stuff, you know, let's just say a restaurant or a bar, something similar sure. where, Hey man, this takes a lot of, this takes six months to even actually get it off the ground because you got to go and get all this approved that, you know, can make it. Yeah. Right. Like let's just say it's a bar you know, you got to go ABC, get, get all these permits. Well, Hey, it's yeah. Anyone can just kind of start one, find a space to rent, do all that, do the build up, but uh, buying something in that case, that is a savage. I think it does make sense because then you don't have to worry about getting all the permits, right? They're just, everything just getting transferred into your name or, or whatever that requires where you don't have to go through that whole process. So um, it, it, there, there is upside, but yeah, like I said, it's just, to me, it's comical, more comical too is the comments because you got everyone, Everyone there knowing everything, you know, have has all the answers and and just going, oh, that's a bad deal. That's a great deal. That's a this. That's a that. Why is a person selling the business? That just doesn't make you know. Like, it's just it's it's more to me. It's more entertaining just to go through and read the comments and and uh, just get a good laugh at them because it's every everyone that has for sale. There's like eighty comments and um, it's it's just one of those things that uh, I don't know. I I could maybe find something in there though. So that's why I joined it. You know getting all this stuff of like, Hey, I just want to be doing more research and seeing maybe I'll find a gym with something that, you know, someone's just trying to get rid of that happens to be in my area. And, uh, like you said, they're, they're retiring. They don't have anyone to leave the business for. They just, they just want to get rid of it because, uh, to me it is fascinating too, uh, of things disappearing of like, you know, what's in that pockets about like, there are tons of businesses every year that do just kind of like close, you know, they got, they got tons of inventory. They got tons of, uh, shelving or whatever it is that the business is, and it just kind of goes away. You know, it gets locked into a into a, a storage facility, and eventually they stop paying on it, and it just gets auctioned off or something. So it, it is fascinating because obviously there is some sort of value for everything. You know, if this business has been for twenty years, even though the owner is the only guy doing it, hey, there is some sort of value of of an established brand that you could own and and um, you know grow it or whatever. Well, it I I think it's it's it, when I look at these businesses, a I if any business is posting up on some Facebook group, hey, I've got Joe Blow's business, and I look at it, and I go, I'm not I'm not commenting on the posts. I'm sending them a direct message. Hey, here's my phone number. Here's my email. I would love to chat because I the the keyboard warriors out there are in full force. They watch you know hours of YouTube videos on how to buy a business and they learn all this technology, they learn all this terminology, all these business terms. They've anal, they've pretend analyzed all these fucking deals and it's all bullshit. These are the people who you want to fucking stay away from. These are the guys who I, because I trust me, I'm part of these groups too. And I look at some of these, these comments and it's like, Oh, well, you know, why the fuck would you buy that? You can, you could start this or, you know, the EBITDA is fucking way off. Like, these businesses typically only sell for one X of, you know, yearly revenue. And you're like, how many businesses have you bought? <laughs> Just ask them that. How many have you bought? 
Because if you're pounding on the keyboard on some fucking bullshit Facebook group, I guarantee you, you have not fucking put the thing, the shit that you've learned, the the vomit that you're, you know, expelling all over this fucking Facebook group. Where's your fucking, where, where is the actual shit that you've done? And I think a lot of times, like, I've been hesitant about joining, like, masterminds, and I'm hesitant about joining communities where there's a bunch of fucking pretenders. I mean, I need fucking people who actually take an action. I need people who are fucking, like, driven, that are, like, not commenting a bunch of bullshit. Because, honestly, like, if, if I saw a post, and I and I see these things all the time, and, like, specifically, I was I was getting really into, like, trying to find an RV park to buy. And I was seeing all these deals come across the desk, and it was just negativity after negativity. Oh, this is dumb, like horrible market and it's just like listen motherfuckers like i just want to shake these people and it's like dude do your fucking due diligence because at least in my world in my world of acquiring businesses because that's i mean cardinelli capital that's that's what we're doing right now that's what we've done here in the last three years that's how we've built you know a life where i can fucking literally drop everything and take a flight to fucking california to, to handle some family stuff these deals are out there it's just you got to sift through fucking 50 of them to find a good one. But the one that you find, oh my god, it I guarantee you they're out there and you got to sift through the negativity and you got to sift through the fucking bullshit because if you pay attention to people who have never fucking done it, you're you're just going to be stuck. You're going to be stuck with the old uh you know analysis by paralysis. It you know, you're you're going to do the same shit over and over and over and you're just going to talk yourself out of deals where, you know, I I've looked at I've looked at things. I've looked at places that we've actually bought and I've seen the comments and people are like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, why would you buy that house? Like it's absolutely falling apart. Needs a new roof. It's got a, you know, it's got toilets that need to be replaced. It needs to be fucking remodeled. And they missed the fucking detail that the owner called me. And I called the owner. and was like, dude, why are you selling this place? He's like, well, I'm going through a fucking divorce. I need the fucking money. Like right now. All right, cool. Like how long do you want to close? I want to close in 21 days. Okay. Um, are you gonna lower it by 20 grand? Yeah. Fuck. If you buy the deal, like in 21 days, if you meet my terms, like I'll give you a great deal. Perfect. Oh yeah. By the way, the house, um, sits on the lake and it's not advertised as that. And all the fucking keyboard warriors told me that this is a fucking bullshit property. One over cash flow. Oh, all of a sudden I just earned $300,000 in equity. That was cool. That was fun. So, like, my suggestion or advice for anyone looking for businesses or cash flow in real estate, some of the deals that people think you're fucking crazy, analyze them. Fucking look at them all because you might find one that, you know, an owner might, you know, the price might be fucking crazy expensive, but they're willing to give you great terms like, hey, I need a retirement. I don't want to pay a bunch of capital gains taxes. I'll give you a 30-year note with 0% down. I just... All I want is you to keep the name on the fucking building. Done. No problem. That thing's going to cash flow a fucking 10 grand a month. I'll put an op- I'll probably find an operator that's already in the business that wants to take it over and wants to fucking manage it. It's just they don't share the same last name as the fucking guy who's selling it, you know, because their grandkids want to fucking be YouTubers and podcasters and not people who actually take action. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just unloaded a lot there, but I think the biggest thing right there. I is, do that a lot. It, <laughs> Sorry, but is, is that is the due diligence, right? Like, and, and it's hard to get a full view on things, even on the internet, right? Because people are not showing everything. Maybe, in, maybe they weren't 
intending even that right like the guy on it's he didn't intend to say it wasn't a lake house but it, it for whatever reason it didn't come across that you do a little research and, oh shit this is a this is a killer deal it's freaking on the lake uh so i mean it's just one of those things that that is part of um and i think if you can right like hey fuck it, let me go let me go look at this business let me go look at this property let's what what is it really about because you're not going to get the full picture online right i mean you gotta you gotta get a little bit more dig a little bit deeper do your due diligence on whatever it is to really find it out and and most of the people yes the keyboard warriors are, are not doing that they're just looking at whatever that is posted and just commenting on that so it, it is uh it, it's it's kind of crazy but i think a lot of people are that way as well just in general uh it, no matter what it is, there's a lot of people that have opinions on stuff and um, negative, negative opinions and vibes of, of things that they just don't know about. They don't, you know, it's just something they read somewhere or they watched this video one time and they haven't done the things them, themselves. And they, they have the, those are the people that have the most uh, opinions and the most to say. Well, it, it just so Nate, like what, what you're you're all of a sudden getting into this 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 new mecca of fucking like people selling businesses. What what have you found? I mean, have you found? Have you analyzed any deals? Have you are you are you contacting owners? Like, what's what's the process? What's the uh, what's what's the ultimate want? What's the ultimate goal? Uh, I have not yet because I you know like I barely I think it's just like two days I've I've joined this group and I haven't looked a lot. But no, the the ultimate goal is to uh, get another business. Uh, something that is you know established and then and yeah whether it's it's hey we're just i'm retiring i got no one to give it to um, it's going to be a great deal here you go but just to just to expand and and have something else right because i mean yes i think starting things are fun but i think hey what what does it look like to already take over something that is kind of already in the works and maybe hey i can make it better i can I have the the want to you know because that's a lot of it too you look at some businesses that even this period getting out of they They've been stagnant for the past 10, 15 years because of their age, because of whatever it is. And it's like, hey, and this there's a lot of room for growth here. This just it's you already got establishments, just do a little bit of extra marketing and and hey, can can you double, you know, double your revenue in, in a year or two? Well, and I think uh I think when you're looking at businesses, I think you have to bring you have to bring a superpower to whatever you're 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 bringing to the table. I think there's I think there's two different types of people. I think there's like visionary visionaries and then there's operators. And I think you got to choose which person you are and then you have to have a superpower when it is moving forward into that business. You have to be able to predict, you know, you can add a skill set. And like for me, my skill set is adding technology into a business. So for example, I want to I want to find self-storage facilities that don't have a website, that don't have a presence on, on Google that don't take credit card payments, who are still operating the facility with 100% cash, who uh, you know, who don't kick out tenants and find those types of businesses where I can I can immediately in the first 2 weeks make a direct impact on that business and immediately bring value to it. So like I think a lot of people sometimes overthink the process and they don't think about what type of skill set that they can add uh, when they're analyzing these deals. And I think like, for example, one of my buddies owns a HVAC company. He has never done an ounce of marketing. He doesn't have a sales guy. He doesn't have, he doesn't have anyone to take his calls. Okay. The only reason why, like he's, he's so busy that 
he just lets his voicemails get to a point where his phone doesn't allow him to take any voicemails because he's overwhelmed with work. And when he needs a job, he just literally clicks his voicemail and fucking calls that person who's called him and said, hey, do you need a new HVAC system? That's a horrible way to run a business. But it's a great way to run a business when you're making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and you're content. But when you go to sell that business, like that's one of the things that you could look at and be like, oh yeah, I'll buy that place for two million bucks because I know that I can take your cell phone, hire a fucking virtual assistant or hire a secretary or hire somewhere a sales guy or a girl, you know, to to receive those calls and properly manage them and, and properly analyze what they actually need. And then maybe, maybe there's a deal in there that's like you know, hey, instead of taking the $5,000 job, like this person needs a fucking 40, this is a $40,000 job. We've got, we've got room for selection or maybe, fuck, we can hire a couple more people and we can do both the jobs and then we can handle all the fucking incoming sales calls. And it's just, I think when you're looking at those deals, you got to be able to bring a superpower. So you got to be an expert in something. It, it can be marketing sales. It can be, you know, just acquisition. It could be, you know, accounting where you can find better, like, you know, a specific business that, you know, might be eligible for a bunch of like tax credits. And that's, the, that's the angle that you play because I think there's a lot of businesses out there that do get stagnant, that do run off a fucking fax machine and still only take cash payments and checks, you know, and, and don't use technology to their, you know, to their advantage. And I think that's a, that's a great way to get into something. And I also think buying a business is the, probably the easiest way to make your first hundred grand, to make your first million dollars, to make your first ten million dollars. Oh man, I, I agree. And, and having something already established, it's just a matter of hey, uh, you got something that's already cash flowing. Uh, instead of having to start from scratch and investing all that money and having to, you know, be negative or, or, or not be cash flowing right away. Um, but also on that note, if you have made it this far into our show. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe, leave a review. We don't say it enough. We don't, we don't advertise our podcast enough uh, because we appreciate all the, the feedback, all the subscribers, all our listeners. Uh, so please make sure you do that because we're trying to grow the show. Talking about growing businesses and growing things, we're trying to grow our show here. Uh, we're, we're going for 100,000 uh, subscribers, a million subscribers uh, that's, that's, the, that's the ultimate goal is just to, to be a force of impact on everyone and, and help people out, uh, along our journey. Well, Nate, dude, I, I, I forgot to share you, share the news with you. It, we're going back to video. Okay. This next video, this next podcast, I a hundred percent guarantee you will be in video format. I I'm, I've made a certain hire who is an expert. I don't know in what yet, but this particular person is just begging for us to do a video podcast so that we can distribute it on all of our social channels. And I'm pretty, I'm, dude, I'm pretty excited about moving forward with this podcast because it's not going to be audio only anymore. Okay. I'm, I'm done traveling for a little bit now and we're going to, we're going to get back to the video format where we can, we're going to have a little bit more distribution where people can, you know, watch us on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and, and fucking YouTube and all, all the platforms. I'm, I'm excited moving forward because I think we're on episode, I think this is episode like 60, 61. And I know we're in just the beginning stages, but 
If you're listening to one of our last audio-only podcasts, yeah, consider subscribing, but also consider going to the Action Takers YouTube channel and just hitting subscribe, hitting the little notification button. So when, when we do upload a new podcast, a new video platform, you know, you're you know you're aware you you get the latest content especially when we're reacting to news like you know sticking jc in a freaking you know metal coffin and send him down to the uh to the titanic to his death yeah uh that's that is great news that's exciting uh because i think it's just well for one it adds more content for us more more ways for us to be out there but I mean, people do like video stuff, right? Maybe they like looking at our faces, looking what we're looking at, what we're wearing. I don't know, you know. Uh, it, it's always it's just another layer of it. Obviously, we're still going to be audio on Spotify or iTunes and and all that stuff. But yeah, a- adding vis- uh, video back into it, it, it does make it fun. Um, you know, I'll have to get a freaking podcast room set up and stuff uh, eventually, so it can look more professional but no until then, dude. You know, we, we make it doesn't it even matter just pull pull a full alex ramosi and just get into a blank wall you know and just you know like he says you know it's people people just want the knowledge okay the great studio looks awesome don't get me wrong that's the 20 percent. but i think 80 percent just doesn't give a shit and they just care about what we have to say and i think we you know i think we give a pretty good product out there oh i I think uh, we do, and it's only getting better. Like you said, 60, uh, 60 something episodes in, and I, I mean, I, I know we've gotten a lot better, and we're only going to keep getting better, uh, whether it's the topics we talk about, whether it's just us talking, uh, man, because I remember in the beginning, we, <laughs> we probably had a lot. We didn't have the same energy. We didn't have the same, uh, you know, smooth uh, transitions and stuff, you know, but uh, it, like I said, it's only going to get better. I'm excited to see where we're going to be at episode 100 or 150 and how how it's rolling then dude it i i looked back at our uh our first couple of episodes and i was looking at the titles that i assigned to some of these episodes dude we have like thousands of views on our you know uh two girls one cup or very i think it was our very first podcast dude but i i looked at the analytics and it's like only like 10 seconds where people actually listen because <laughs> those aren't the subscribers we're looking for. <laughs> they they clicked on it and they're like, nope, this is not what I thought it was. <laughs> like what is, but, but that being said, what, what is that? That's a hook. That's getting people in. We, we were getting to people in the front door. You know, we, we just didn't do a good job keeping them in inside. They, they came in, they looked around and they left. So, you know, they came in and realized things. two dudes were sitting there and it was not two girls. I can promise you that. <laughs> we, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Mr. Beast could have fucking kept them there. It, uh, they, uh, they were on the wrong platform. I can promise you that. But it, it's, it was, yeah, it was, it was funny looking at those analytics and I'm like, holy shit, that's, it's, uh, but it's going to be fun to get back to the video formats. I, I enjoy it and it's, uh, you know, something for me, you know, that means I got to like shave and like, you know, get out of my pajamas, you know, cause I wear, you know, pajamas, just kidding it, uh, full nude. No, I'm just kidding. It, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely pajama guy. But anyways, it, Nate, you got to go to bed. I have to, I still got to work, dude. I'm on, I'm on freaking East coast time. It's, it's only, it will actually, it's late shit. It's like one o'clock in the East coast. So I'm ready for bed, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, got, got to get ready to, to win the day tomorrow, you know, got to get up early, go to the gym, do, do all the good stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to our next uh, episode uh, in person. And uh, man, yeah, you have a good rest of your week. 
Of course, man. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be exhilarating. I'm I'm excited for it, and I'm excited to talk to you in person. It's gonna be Sunday. I think we're gonna do maybe two episodes next week, so we'll uh, we'll we'll have plenty of content. And I'm gonna bring the heat next episode. Okay, I'm I'm gonna bring the I'm gonna bring a handful of topics that people are just gonna, you know, it might look like two girls one cup, but it's <laughs> it's gonna feel it's gonna feel real nice. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work. Put in the hours. And take what's ours.